Oh, yeah. Ouch, my fucking 30s. Uh, I don't know. Buckle up, guys. This might be a real one. Not a great mood. Uh, I guess I'll just reverse engineer it. You know, I'm, I was driving around uptown Kingston today. It's a lovely small town that I live in. And uh, I saw this uh, little girl with her dad, uh, African-American family. And, uh, you know, they looked like they were you know, uh, economically not flourishing. He had on a long kind of ill-fitting black leather trench coat, some baggy black denim jeans, some dusted up Nikes. And she was wearing just uh, like tights and a, a pink shirt, kind of skipping along, looking looking happy. They were coming back from the grocery store, I guess. And, uh, you know, just just shuffling you know just no no car just uh walking down to the grocery store which is easily a mile away uh who knows how far there they had to walk and uh this you know taking their suffering or not their suffering but the father whatever challenges he is facing and is aware of you know not not letting his daughter uh suffer with him, you know, doing his best to kind of protect her from the, the disadvantage they may be in. All this happening around this parade of rich fucking white people. And I really want to unpack what that means to me, because more and more I've been fairly enraged by the environment that I currently find myself in. There is a... Uh, uh, an arrogance, a pontification, a condescension that uh, comes with these sort of vacationing biogentrifiers who, for all intents and purposes, uh, are weathering this quote-unquote pandemic just fine. You know, they just strap on some masks and then it's off to the $600 a night uh, hotel or, you know, Airbnb being a house for a month to get out of the city. Uh and the just, just, you know, life goes on for them. You know, there, there doesn't really seem to be any sort of collective struggle. It's just like you got that man and his daughter. And then you got, you know, non-binary, genderqueer, uh, adventuring caravans who are ready to indulge in all the delights that uptown Kingston has afforded them. Because that's what this town is becoming. A place catering specifically to those who have the means and ability to flourish during a global pandemic. Last night I went out to this, uh, a new poke place opened. And you know, one of the problems with where I live is that there's just not an affordable place. Just, you know, look, you wanna spend some, uh, spend 25 bucks on dinner, that's fine. But sometimes you just want a fucking $10 something. You know, you, d you just want like a, a burger or a wrap or, you know, a poke bowl. I walk into this place and I'm like, ah, oh, nice, I'll be, whatever, I'll pay 12 bucks. 12 bucks for a poke bowl, that seems about right. I walk in, the cheapest thing is $17. The most expensive is $33 for a tiny bowl of poke. Uh, Wagyu beef was the $33 one, called like the million dollar bowl or some shit. And I was like, ah, here we go. But again, to be expected, right? Like I'm not surprised. 
And I'm not particularly outraged by it, but it's just, and then you look around and you just look at people who wouldn't bat an eye at that, who have traveled uh, two hours to once again live in the exact same circumstances they were escaping, uh, terraforming yet another upstate town to suit the needs of a very privileged few. And what really bothers me about this privileged few is their condescension and uh, pretense, particularly when it comes to politics, because 95% of these people, I'm just throwing out an anecdotal percentage here, let's just say a lot. A lot of them either have like a vote uh, mask on or they've got a Joe Biden mask on or their, their slant is obviously very progressive and liberal. But meanwhile, they're participating in the economic extermination of the people that they claim to be campaigning on the behalf of, you know, or, or they're becoming many, many Donald Trumps where, you know, they indict Donald Trump for being this racist uh, real estate magnate, which I'm sure he is. But, you know, they would they would indict him for saying or for trying to get, you know, people of color out of his buildings in like the 80s and 90s. Uh, but here they are buying up property to become mini slumlords to either jack up the price of the ha- of the units in the building that they're b- buying below market value, or simply displacing people in that neighborhood who are renters, and then you know, landlord the existing landlords are like, oh, you'll pay me cash, twenty percent higher than what I'm asking. All right, all y'all niggas, get the fuck out, you know. But because they've got a Joe Biden uh, lawn uh, uh, sign and a, uh, you know, they're, they're attending an anti-racism seminar, all is absolved. So this is, and you just, and you see it over and over again, and it's just fucking exhausting. And it's the same type of awful people who just pontificate and pontificate, much like I do, uh, about, you know, those quote-unquote Trump supporters or you know, evil Republicans, when in fact they're doing the same shit, if not at a more potent level and at a greater velocity, you know, their branding is just different. So, I don't know. All this brings me to the fact that the performances that I've been doing for the past uh, month and a half, been doing these outside comedy shows at the four corners of Uptown Kingston, the business owners of the venue that I was performing in front of in front of, on a, across the street on a public uh, grassy knoll uh, at their parklet. They have like a little, you know, those uh, parking spots transformed into seating for their uh, guests. 20 minutes before they close, I would do 20 minutes of stand-up. And, you know, the first couple of weeks or whatever, they weren't great. I was rusty. But by now, I've been kind of getting my rhythm. I've had people coming back on a regular basis. I've had people tip me. I've had people compliment me and ask me when I'm coming back, but this owner came up to me and was just like, um, I was very uncomfortable, and they're probably listening, and if you are, well, yeah, this fucking annoyed me. Uh, they came up to me, and they're like, um, yeah, we've been getting complaints. I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, such is the nature of life and creative expression. Uh, they're like, yeah, but you know, we're getting complaints. I'm like, yeah, and I, you're also getting people complimenting you and me. Uh, for a live performance that basically doesn't exist and hasn't existed for the past seven months. So let's maybe uh, err on the side of positivity here. But then when I pressed this business owner on it, I was like, okay, so what's the specific 
complaint. Like, what are you talking about? They're like, uh, you did a trans joke. Now, I don't do quote unquote gay and trans jokes. You know, I'm not Andrew Dice Clay up there being like, hickory dickory duck. The girl I fucked had a cock. Oh! Uh, <laughs> although maybe that would be funny. Uh, that's not what I do. I did one little, this business owner came out for seven seconds of a 20 minute comedy show and heard me do the following joke, which I'm not even married to. It's me working on new material because I haven't fucking been able to perform on a regular basis. So you just have to throw these things out there. But I was like, as a black man, my mom spent way too much money on private school for me to be saying sentences like, is they or is they not coming to the party? Whatever. Who cares? Okay. One little stupid joke. And then she apparently erroneously claimed that a gay male couple was offended by that. Which, if I know my gays, and I think I know my gays, gay men kind of have a contentious relationship with the trans community. So, like, that just didn't make sense. And then when I pushed her on it, she's like, well, I was offended by it. I'm like, were you? Like, you think I honestly have malice and vitriol towards transgender people? Which I don't. I love transgender people. Um, She's like, well, we're just generally uncomfortable. So, anyway, they just kept, like, being vague about what they didn't like. They just didn't like the idea of what I was doing. The idea of it. So that really pissed me off, and they asked me to, like, not do it anymore. Oh, and then they said I told an art teacher she was low energy, and, like, she complained. So I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Now, mind you, this same business, when uh, a Black Lives Matter protest came walking down, marching down their street, they went out to take a picture really quickly so they could, like, put it on their Instagram and show how progressive and woke they are. But the second this dumb bitch went outside to take a picture... Of the goddamn protest, they turned around, stopped, and said, Gentrifiers, go home! Gentrifiers, go home! And this business owner ran back inside. So this is what I'm saying. These, these are the type of white liberals that I was alluding to at the beginning of this that really fucking piss me off. These fair-weather liberals that, say, that will say black lives matter until it costs them money. And that's where we're at. And that's what I'm seeing, right? Like these fuck- And that's why we need to be so skeptical of any Democrat, of any leftist, any woman with a white, uh, any white woman with a pink pussy hat who claims to be uh, here to save black people. It's like, yeah, they will until it costs them money or they decide you offend them. And I'm not saying I'm fucking, you know, God's gift to comedy and, and creative expression, but whether it's me or anyone else trying to, you know, paint a contrast between the prioritiz- prioritization, uh, prioritization, prioritization of white women's goals versus and you know gay and transgender people's goals over that of people of color who have not yet achieved (laughs) their utility and equality uh in this country yeah it's a problem you know i was like uh what other fucking point was i making with this woman she was like uh what was i saying uh you know, she's just like, you know, you can't make fun of other marginalized communities. It's like, I know you're black and like all this like, what does girl say she said to me? Uh, uh, I don't know. She just rattled off, you know, rattled off this litany of like contradictory hypocritical statements. And that's what really bummed, bummed me out. And, and that's where we're at. You know, this like, this culture of, of policing and expression is, is really dangerous and It frustrates me. It frustrates me a lot. 
And then Bill Burr basically went on SNL and basically did my fucking set that I've been trying to do, that I've been doing in anonymity for the past five years. He distilled into two minutes for millions of people, so now I can't fucking do those five minutes I've been working on forever. Whatever, I'll just write better jokes. Yeah, like, it's, it's like this idea that, like, you can't, oh, yeah, and then, right, and this business owner is just like, you know, no liberal audience would, like, laugh at your material. I'm just like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, and then, like, I referenced Dave Chappelle with trans jokes and stuff, and, like, again, not comparing myself to Dave Chappelle at all, but I'm just saying, if you do it right, you're allowed to talk about any group. And she's like, well, people were upset by that. So? Like, this is the this is the reality, and these are the people who are trying to craft the future for us creatively and culturally and politically, you know, if there's any pushback, you're not allowed to do it yet. You know, if it's a, it's a protest where, you know, we're flipping over cars and, 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 and rioting, which I'm not saying all, you know, black lives matter protests have been like, but if we do, these are the same people that are like, well, it's okay. You know, this is their expression. But if you say something, that is contradictory to a white liberal sensibility, then it's no go. So they're happy for us to be the paramilitary wing that's like out in the streets destroying and, and causing chaos in neighborhoods that these people don't live in, these white liberals don't live in. They're happy to watch from afar and be like, well, they're just expressing themselves. But if I, a black man, make a trans joke or, you know, poke fun at the fact that rich white liberal women are just as bad as, you know, rich, the white men in the patriarchy that we're supposed to smash then it's unacceptable, and we're making people uncomfortable. It's the hypocrisy, guys, and that's what bothers me more. Like, I pity a Trump supporter. You know, I, I, I pity a fervent one. You know, I pity, uh, I pity, fool. I pity a, uh, a, someone who would use the word nigger. You know, it's just like an earnest. You know, that's a, that's a sad, miserable, probably broke person. who's probably kicked in the chest by their stepdad, like I was. Uh... You know, but there's no excuse for these sort of enlightened and, and entitled people who have anti-racism books in the window of their bookstore. But when a black man wants to explore the relationship between how we prioritize activism and the hierarchy of oppression in this country, it's, oh, whoa, 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 nigger, you've gone too far. It's really, really frustrating and bothers, bothersome. And again, I'm also, and look, it's not lost upon me that I'm on a fucking street corner in a small bullshit upstate town you know, trying to salvage what's left of my stand-up career and, you know, a stand-up community that doesn't fucking exist here. Yes, I need to get the fuck out of here and, like, go back to where comedy clubs may still be allowed to operate. But I don't know what that is right now. So I'm trying to do the best, but... Uh, and then this person's like, so what, we're not friends anymore? I'm like, look, this shit isn't a hobby for me. This is my life. Like, expl like exploring these issues and talking about these issues is what I've been doing for a decade. And... You know, yes, there are other places in town that I can perform, but they, I mean, look, and I get where they're coming from, if they are still listening. I get where you're coming from, but, uh, got stuff to say, and it will be said, and it will be heard. Uh, but yeah, I hear Bill Burr did a great job doing what I've been talking about for a very long time. But here's the difference. Bill Burr can't live the situations that I've lived uh, as it pertains to, like, right here, like, dealing with, like, rich white women, uh, who want to pretend that, like, as they're, as they're the ones, you know, leading this fucking economic resurgence in Uptown Kingston, because let's be real, like, there's a lot of white women who are owning homes and spearheading these purchases, uh, I don't get paid enough, there's a pay gap, 
Let's smash the patriarchy right after it finishes uh, paying for my student loans and co-signs on this mortgage. Then let's smash the patriarchy. Yeah, 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 I know. Anything else I want to talk about? Uh, Kamala, yeah, I don't really give a fuck about that. Um, yeah, the you know, whatever. The debates were what I expected, you know, both of them. Um, I'm to reformat my computer. My notes are not with me. My notes are not with me. But I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, you know, all you lovely people out there. What the fucking two-factor authentication? I don't know, guys. What are we doing? What are we doing? We've lost the ability. Like, I, I don't know. I'm so used to, like, I live for confrontation and conflict. And I love, like, calling people out on their bullshit. And I love when people call me out on my bullshit. And again, you know, to this business owner who may or may not be listening and just in general, like, again, I, I wouldn't want me, <laughs> I wouldn't want me yelling at my customers, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm doing my act. You know, people are laughing. They're having a good time. You know, like I can read a, a fucking table of people, people. Like if it was the solemn people every time that I went who were just glaring at me, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the emotional energy to keep doing that, but I've had fun and I've seen people laugh and had a good time. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's just do this. Um, but again, it was more the fact that they didn't have a specific grievance that they that they could cite with why you know that people were complaining about or that they were uncomfortable with. You know, I was just like, who like be specific? Like, like it was, there wasn't like a transgender couple that I was like, hey, fucking trannies, hey. Like, there was none of that. And I know when I go too far, and because you know, I've done it. But and here, this is me trying to be polite. This is me across the street. Not on their property. Never asked to do a set, which would have been a hell of a lot easier and nicer, like in their parklet. Uh, just literally across the street, in a you know, at, at these four corners, uh, mainly whatever. This is fucking. I just need. They really need to open up comedy clubs. If they open, if, I'll, I'll vote for Trump if they open. If he opens this shit up, that's what you've done. You've led me to vote for Trump because I can't fucking do stand up in a place that makes sense right now. Uh, Hmm. Well, this is my 30s. My arm hurts. Anything good going on? Oh, uh, you know, I got an interview for a cool job. Uh, I got a second interview for a cool job. Uh, so I feel good about that. We'll see where that goes. Um... Redid my portfolio website, so that's a positive thing. Pulling together all my creative, copywriting, content strategy, producing efforts. Um, I haven't spoken to my mom or father in a very long time, because I'm still fuming about that. Because uh, neither of them seem to recognize that there's anything wrong with this situation, from my perspective. But that's okay, I'll go fuck myself. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's been a little exhausting this week, I'll say that. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'll keep doing the stand-up shit anyway, just despite... I mean, it's also getting colder, you know? I wasn't going to be doing it much longer anyhow, outside anyway. Um, but again, these fucking fair-weather liberals, man. It's like, 
And, he, and then the dude never even talked to me. There's like two of them or whatever. The dude has just been MIA and all this shit. It's, I've just been dealing with his wife, which is like, sounds sexist and shit. I want to speak to a man. Uh, but yeah, she's just like always in my, just, she, yeah. It, it, the way it was done was just like really fucking like hypocritical and coward, cowardly. And uh, indicative of what I hate about rich white liberals. Um, you know, they've got their version of activism and then I've got mine. And I know in their minds they don't see me as a quote unquote real black person because I don't because they can't fucking help me uh or I you know it's just like they're like well we, we had your book in, in our store for two years I was just like yeah that has that's that sells well and every time I put it out it sells out so fucking like that you make money off of it's a business deal you're not doing me a fucking favor all right I'm just mad I'm just, and I'm allowed to be and I'm okay with that I've been going oh yeah my therapist too uh yeah, I had a nice. I did a virtual session with her last week. This week, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's nice just to do this, but have someone respond to you, and perhaps frame things differently. Yeah, and she was just like, "Fuck him," you know. She's like, "Fuck him" for saying that, or like not wanting you there anymore. Because again, if it was, if it, I'll, I'll leave it up to the people. If there were genuinely people who were just like, "Boo," or like. You are offending me. Like, okay, like I can, I can take that. But they're weird, little, like, generally offended or uncomfortable. Just like that's such white people words. Like, Ooh, it was a really, you know, it was really rude. It was very, very rude and uncomfortable. And we were just, mm, it's just morally reprehensible, because we are the arbiters of what is good and moral, even though we're shitbags in our own personal lives and don't actually give a fuck about advancing black people's causes. Well, we do as long as it doesn't cost us money or uh, changes the makeup of our neighborhood and we're still allowed to profit off of gentrification. All right. Well, that's where the old, that's where the old Commodore is at today. Probably go to the gym later. Do some, uh, try to do some myofascial release on this subscapula. Anyone ever get that pain? Ever, anyone ever get any uh, subscapular trigger point pain? Mm-hmm. A little radiating pain down the arm. It's fun stuff. Uh, I'm going to go on Wellbutrin soon. I, I think that's the... <laughs> it's time to start these antidepressants. All right. Well, I really thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope I made somewhat of a point. Uh, and I look forward to... Getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Open it up!